You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Today and every day, we are brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And, Tony, we're going to continue our double duty today. We preview the quarterback position for week eight of the NFL season, but we also have a big slate of NBA games. We're going to talk about uh, your DFS lineup and the association as well. How you doing, Tone? I'm doing all right. You know, I'm still tinkering back and forth with the uh, basketball lineup for tonight. Uh, we've got some quarterback plays for everybody, and so far only one guy of uh, substance injured, Marcus Smart, out for the Boston Celtics tonight uh, if in that game against the New York Knicks. Is that still a big thing in New York, the Celtics and the Knicks? Nah, not anymore. I don't think anybody visiting Madison Square Garden is a big thing anymore. Uh, maybe in a couple of years. But then again, that's what they said a couple of years ago. This rebuild is taking forever, though, Tom. Yeah, you know, good things take a while. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day, I heard. This is absolutely true. You know what else was not built in a day? The Studio 34 here for the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are in the Halloween spirit. As you can tell, Tony, Ted Finn Jr. is not the only critter around here these days. What do you think of the new digs? Ah, I, you know what? I have to take it more in. I can't make that assessment right now. I don't think that would give it justice. I uh, will have to take it. Is it feeling spooky now, or did they go with the festive? You know, there's a lot of people banning Halloween now going for a orange celebration. I don't know what the hell the world's coming to. No, I'm calling it Halloween. That's what it is, trick-or-treat and all that jazz. You're going to see me in my costume next Tuesday. But uh, also, Tony, you know, we're going to talk about these quarterbacks. And last night, boy, did Carson Wentz put on a show four touchdowns one pick as the Philadelphia Eagles went to six and one on the season I'm hearing word now Tony and I went on over to a couple of these gambling sites you know Carson Wentz is now a top three choice for NFL MVP this year oh absolutely I mean you look at it they only have one loss they have the best record in football uh, they got a couple easy games it looks like on the slate coming up I really look at this team and I'm saying yeah I could definitely see this team uh Looking at like this right now and him being an MVP. Imagine in Philadelphia if they win 12 games, it'd be hard not to give it to him. Absolutely. I still think Drew Brees has a, something to say about that. Maybe Le'Veon Bell if they even want to give it to a, a running back as well. And Tony, remember, I told everybody before last night that they needed to go with Josh Dotson over Terrell Pryor in season long. I said you could have made that move. And uh, it looks like Terrell Pryor is uh, on the Kenny Britt path these days. It looks like Dotson might be that wideout moving forward at the on the outside, huh? I, 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 from what I understand from reading the numbers, they play the exact same plays in the second half. In the second half, yeah, but I don't. I only think Terrell Pryor got like one snap in the first half. I didn't know if it was disciplinary or they were just giving the kid a chance. It looks like they are moving on from Terrell Pryor. Like I said, he's on that Kenny Britt, Martavis Bryant bandwagon. But when we come back, what we're going to do is we're going to turn our attention to week eight of the NFL season and tell you what quarterbacks we like. And we have different price levels, so depends on your taste. If you like high-class taste, we got some people. But if you like sharpen at the bargain basement, we got some people as well. It's Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire in a contest from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Line Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're going to cover the quarterbacks for week eight, and then we're going to turn our attention to tonight's action in the NBA. Tony already told you, Marcus Smart out for the Celtics as they take on the Knicks. If we get any other injury news for tonight, we will be sure to relay it to you. Tony, before the break, I asked you about Carson Wentz and kind of how his stock is rising. I, however, am concerned about Wentz because as we saw, nine-time All-Pro left tackle Jason Peters got carted off and they say he will now miss the rest of the season. What do you think that does to his prospects? Because, listen, Wentz was great last year and then when Lane Johnson served that suspension, the offense looked a lot different what do you think about losing an all-pro left tackle on your blind side uh, well it doesn't help but last year it didn't deter them at all because they still had the six most passes in football with a rookie quarterback so based on opportunity they're going to keep throwing all right, fair enough, and we will certainly keep our eye on the Philadelphia Eagles as they are now the only one-loss team left in the NFL. And speaking of Carson Wentz and the Eagles, Carson Wentz is in our first poll about quarterbacks to use for Week 8. Remember, our prices here on the poll are on DraftKings. You can follow along at the Tony Sincata and at Spittin' Speeds as well on Twitter. Our option is right now our Dak Prescott at 7,300, the aforementioned Carson Wentz at 72, Kirk Cousins. Cousins at 6,400, and then Phillip Rivers at 6,300. Tony, this uh, Cowboys-Washington game, just like Monday night, I think sets up to be a kind of back-and-forth affair. Out of these guys, Dak and Kirk Cousins, who do you like better and why? Uh, I like Dak Prescott a little better. He's just had a better season. Kirk Cousins, is, it's interesting because we talked about the wide receivers in the opening. Kirk Cousins is making his hay, throwing to the tight ends and the running back out of the backfield. And you look at it, the weakness in the Dallas secondary is actual defensive backs covering the wide receivers. Right. So it hasn't been a fit. So I, I like Dak Prescott a little more than Kirk Cousins in this one. Okay, even if uh, I know you don't necessarily care about the cornerbacks and you think Josh Norman is not good to begin with, even if Josh Norman does return, they say he's practicing. You know, he's got a little bit of a rivalry with Dez Bryant. If you look at the Samsung commercials on TV, do you think that limits Dez going up against a uh, quality opponent yeah it just means we'll see Bryce Butler probably the most talented wide receiver they have actually play this week Uh, I don't know why they don't get him on the field every time he plays he makes plays happen I have no idea what's going on there in Dallas fair enough fair enough Um, maybe we'll see a little bit of Bryce Butler maybe a little Cole Beasley as well getting only eight percent of the support in this poll Tony is Phillip Rivers but I don't know I kind of think he could have a big time game I think he could do what Matt Ryan was not able to do start another streak of 
guys throwing for 300 yards against the Patriots. I've got a sneaky feeling about the Chargers in this game, Tony. Uh, I think that they could, I mean, the line is seven and a half. I'm taking the Chargers and the points in that game. I think they could go in there and keep it competitive against the Patriots. And because the other thing is on the other side, one thing the Chargers can do is rush the passer. And I know you've been talking about how Tom Brady getting hit a little bit more. I kind of like the Chargers plus seven and a half in this game. But what do you think about Phillip Rivers in terms of going up against that Patriots defense? You know, it's funny. I, I talked about this this morning on DFS Today that I like him in a cash game because I don't think he can have a bad game here. Right. But Philip Rivers hasn't delivered any upside at all the whole season. He had 18 fantasy points against Denver, which is a good team. He always does well against Denver. It's amazing. Miami, 20 fantasy points, not a bad defense. Kansas City, 6. Philadelphia, that weak secondary there in Philadelphia, 23. The Giants, he had 21. 14 against Oakland, a weak secondary. 15 against Denver, and he played Denver already twice. So there hasn't been any big games for him, and that's the whole thing. We see a lot of these passes to Melvin Gordon. They don't get the ball down the field. So I think he has a decent game. I'm surprised that his, uh, his only 9% of the people chose him, uh, but I think the upside is not there. I don't see a 30-point game from this guy. So you can see him more in a cash game because it's a safe play, but you don't see the opportunity yeah. to go off in tournaments, okay? So it's good that Tony makes that distinction when it comes to the cash games. He's looking for a little bit of, uh, you know, the security blanket of, like he said, he's not going to have a bad game, but he's not going to also, we don't think, go for like the 375 and 3 that you need in a tournament. Hey, Tony, let me ask you about the aforementioned Carson Wentz getting a ton of support in our poll right now as the leader in the clubhouse going up against the San Francisco 49ers and everyone's gonna love Philadelphia this week but couldn't this also be a scenario where they park the bus in the second half and use LeGarrette Blunt against that bad run defense as well I think last week was the example though we could over uh, sugarcoat that right because Dallas could have done that with Ezekiel Elliott and at the end of the day we had three touchdown passes from Dak Prescott and a run into the end zone uh, so I look at they don't have any running game in Philadelphia either. Uh, we used saw Garrett Blunt used sparingly until Clement uh, coughed up a ball. He was in there. I'm looking at this. He's going to throw the ball 30 times probably in this game. Last night was weird, right? He only threw the ball 25 times. He was 17 for uh, 25 games prior to that. 30 against Carolina. 30 against Arizona. 31 against the Giants. 46 passes. 39. He gets 30 in every game. So it, I talked about the volume with him last year as a rookie. It just continues. He's going he's gonna to put up three touchdown passes again this game. All right, fair enough, fair enough. We like that. And remember, these guys that we're uh, talking about, some of them will be in our – polls on Friday as we build the people's lineup for week eight. We're going to try and get the people to actually hit one of those post-pattern tournaments eventually. Here's some other guys that are slightly cheaper, Tony. We have up in our second poll on Twitter, at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds. We got Tom Brady at 7,600, Drew Brees at 7,000, Matt Ryan at 6,800, and Cam Newton at 6,600. Tony, I'm going to tell you right now, I am part of the 21% who went with the third option here cam newton at 6600 i believe you're saving a little bit of money i like that matchup that he's got against i believe tampa bay that pass defense has been had and here's the other thing tony despite all the talk at the beginning of the season all of a sudden cam newton is running again so i'll take some of that rushing potential as well at a discounted price against tampa bay who's been giving it up against the pass 
I don't want to play this guy at all. Why not? And I don't because he stinks and he stunk since he's been in the league. But I can't understand why he won the most valuable player. But he gets those rushing yards. Like the rushing yards save him every time. You look at this, right? He he put twenty one for thirty four up last game. Twenty one for thirty four. That was sixty one percent. Yeah, but I'll take fifty yards. rushing yards, Tom. Yeah, but it's only ten fantasy points with the two interceptions. This is true. You're not this- win any money. You'll be eating ramen noodles. This is fair, but also, Tony, listen, that was against the Bears, eighth-ranked defense, right? That is a different defense he will be seeing on Sunday when he goes up against Tampa Bay, 25th-ranked against the pass, 23rd overall. If you look at his game logs, okay, I mean, he's been able to put up good fantasy point totals against bad defenses. Remember, 34 points against New England, also had 23 points against Philly, had 26 points against Detroit. You know, I could see it more in line with what he's doing against the bad defenses as opposed to pointing out what he did against Chicago, which is ranked eighth in the league. What is San Francisco and New Orleans, in your opinion? Bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I think... Check those games out. Yeah, I mean, fine. 11 points, fair enough. A 14 points. But remember, that was also early in the year where they were still adjusting to the new offense. Maybe they got it uh maybe they got it figured out a little bit these days. Huh? I don't know. And they got three points against an NFL team. I don't know if they got to figure it out. I think we better go back to the drawing board. Hey. But Kim Cam Newton, when you look at it that, the rushing yards always keep you in it. It always keeps you in it. So he's never a bad play. Uh, in front of that goes. I, I just don't like quarterbacks that can't complete passes. I mean, I mean that drives me insane. And then we have, uh, you look at that poll, Tom Brady, it's a top price. They're a middle-of-the-road defense. It's never bad play going Tom Brady. I, I agree with you on the Bears. That's why I wouldn't go Drew Brees this week. It's fascinating to me that the line on this game is nine mm-hmm. because I really like the Saints from a betting perspective, but I don't like Drew Brees too much from the 7,000 here because – you look at it, the Bears' defense is good, but that Bears' offense is so bad. How right. are they at nine, only nine points uh, there? I've never liked a nine-point favorite in the National Football League probably ever because they're all professionals. But this one seems too easy to me. Yeah, there's a couple of big lines. I'm going to be talking about it on Fantasy Freestyle as well. Last time around that there were big lines, though, Denver did not win against the New York Giants. The Atlanta Falcons did not win against the Miami Dolphins. So you think you know, but then you have no idea. Yeah. Last in this poll, real quick, Matt Ryan against the New York Jets. Do you think they, uh, you think they fix some things, or is Sarkeesian in trouble? I think he's in trouble. That's two bad games in a row, right? Miami, they were horrible. They got out to that early lead in that first half, and then they did nothing for the entire second half. Then they went into New England and did nothing there. I think they're in trouble. I think the offense is certainly in trouble, and I can't understand why. Yeah, I don't know what it is either, but maybe uh, you know Kyle Shanahan was there scheming some things up, but he's in San Francisco now. We'll see how Matty Ryan and the Falcons do in their second straight road game, this time against the Jets, who have been decent at home. When we come back, we're going to talk about some bargain basement quarterbacks that you may want to consider in Week 8. It's Line on the Block Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. 
Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're talking quarterbacks for week eight, and we're also talking about this NBA slate of games tonight. And, Tony, I want to throw a third sport into the mix because game one of the World Series is getting going as well tonight. And, Tony, you know, we're both Northeast guys. When I hear the World Series, I think of the fall classic. I think of people kind of bundled up and huddled together to watch. Apparently it's going to be nice. 99 degrees in L.A. at first pitch. That just doesn't scream fall to me, Tom. Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you what. It's interesting because uh, what we do now with fantasy, right? We're sitting here. we got the World Series Game 1. We're talking about NFL Week 8, and we're talking about, you know, uh, the Carolina Panthers and the Cleveland Browns, and then we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic taking on the Brooklyn Nets in a game. It's amazing how fantasy changes your life. And, like, tonight, the World Series will be on. I will probably have an NBA game on most of the night and try to flip every once in a while. You'll be invested where your cash is. That's what it comes down to, Tony. And, yeah, sure, regular season games on a random Tuesday, much more important than game one of the World Series. But let's turn our attention still to these quarterbacks for week eight. And, Tony, I'm very intrigued by some of the low-cost options. We got a poll question up. If you haven't already known, you can go on Twitter and follow us at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds, where we have the poll questions up. You can kind of follow along with the show and see what the people are saying. Our options down low are Andy Dalton at 5,700, T-Mobile, Tyrod Taylor at 5,900, C.J. Beathard at 51, and then Mitchell, don't call me Mitch Trubisky at 4,600 in the Dome against the Saints. Hey, Tony, I was actually, when we, when we talk about Mitch Trubisky here, I was talking on Fantasy Freestyle yesterday. Don't look now, but the Saints defense is not horrible, okay? And I- um, to be quite honest, we've been saying for a decade, if Drew Brees ever had like an average defense what they would be able to do and don't look now but they have an average defense that is also in the top 10 in turnovers right now led by this kid the rookie Marshawn Lattimore this kid Marshawn Lattimore has the best pro football focus grade of any rookie of all time through the first seven games of his rookie season I actually think the Saints defense going to average is really helping them down in the NFC South. So that being said, why would I be on Mitchell Trubisky if I think he's going up against a decent defense on the road? Yeah, I wouldn't be on him at all. Um, uh, that's that's kind of crazy. The only thing you could hold your hat on is the $4,600 price tag. And if they do get behind a number of throws there, when you get to the $4,600 price tag, I mean, we're looking at 14 fantasy points and we'd be able to uh, have a decent day. So Mathematically, it comes into play with him, but I would not take that chance. What do you think about the Saints' defense, though? If they just get to slightly around average, this could be a big year for the Saints, no? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what. I don't think Drew Brees is playing as good as he has in the past, but he doesn't have to. The offense is playing well. The defense has gotten better. And I think it's going to be a great, great, great opportunity. That's why I love them in this game. 
uh, to win this game by double digits. And I think the Saints' defense is actually a good play because Mitchell Trubinsky, I don't think, is a very good quarterback at this type, at this part of his career. If the Saints do get up in this contest, you have to throw the ball. And if Trubisky has to throw the ball, we're going to see some sacks and we're going to see some turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, the Chicago Bears did, in fact, win last week, but it was Eddie Jackson, a DB, that outscored not only the Bears, not only their opponent, the Panthers, but 10 teams in the NFL. Eddie Jackson outscored by himself. The other thing I'll say on the Saints real quick before we keep it moving on these polls, Tony, is you know what? Ingram and Kamara running the ball, they are sustaining drives in a way that they hadn't before. You know, you had Drew Brees at the helm and this passing attack. You had a couple of three-and-out drives there. That defense would be on the field a lot. I actually believe with their newfound run game with Ingram and Kamara, I think they can sustain some drives. I like the Saints in the NFC South. But let's look at some of these other quarterbacks in the poll, Tony. I'm so glad you have this guy because I am. I have a lineup with him in it right now, and I'm talking about Andy Dalton. He's at 5,700. I like his matchup against the Colts. The Colts also just lost Malik Hooker. Their rookie to the, uh, I think it's a torn ACL. He's out for the rest of the season. And let me tell you something, Tony. Give me Andy Dalton if the game is at home and if the game is not in prime time. And that's what we have this week as they take on the Colts. I think Andy Dalton can have a good game on Sunday. Oh, I do too. I think when you look at it, the only thing that could keep him from uh, having a good game is the Cincinnati coaching staff. Right. Now, you saw Joe Mixon bitch and complain after not getting the ball 36 oh, times. Oh, we got it like seven times, himself. yep. Yeah, uh, seven times in that one. And you, you look at that because they've been run over, that Indianapolis defense, their last two games big time uh, by Jacksonville and uh, Tennessee the, night, the week before. So unless Cincinnati, but who has one of the poorest lines, so I don't think they could pull it off. So I think Andy Dalton and A.J. Green could have a fine day there. You can just attack this Indianapolis defense any way you want. And you want to talk about su- surprise point spreads. How the hell are the Bengals fair by 10 over anybody? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I trust them as 10-point favorites over anybody. I could, however, see this as like a 20 to 13 game where Andy Dalton does get two touchdowns. We'll probably talk about it a little bit later on this week. But Tony, what if I wanted to stack Andy Dalton with your guy Tyler Croft? Wouldn't he be a good bet to get in the end zone this week? Well, as far as the, I haven't looked at Tyler Croft's uh, price tag yet to see what the tight end of it has risen last week. Of course, he had the $3,000 salary, and it would absolutely be a good play there. So, uh, yeah, he would be. I, I think we could go that route. We'll have to check that out on Thursday. Absolutely. We will check it out on Thursday. And remember, this week and next week, there are six teams on a bye. That is very oh. important to note as well, okay, because options may be limited, right, Tom? I'm tired of the NFL. Who makes the schedule? Are they drunk or whatever? Why do we have like eight 1 o'clock games and only two? There's only two, two games four at games. 4 o'clock. We have a London game or a Torkenham game at uh, 9.30 in the morning. Six teams on a bye. You're absolutely right, Tony. Only two games in the late window. The Houston Texans in Seattle. And then you also have Dallas traveling to the nation's capital to take on the Washington football team. Those are the only two games in that window. Tony, do me a favor. If you write like a sternly worded letter, can you sign my name on the bottom as well yeah i mean you know the funniest thing is you go to a jacksonville game right and they have a fan duel section it's all over the place i've been other state stadiums they have DraftKings. like you get all this money and you pretend that these people are helping you out which they are 
because nobody's watching the, the Cleveland game at 9 in the morning unless they're betting on it or playing fantasy or from Cleveland. And I'm going to tell you right now, you then you go and screw us with two 4 o'clock games, you got to have at least three games. we gotta ha- we got to put some... Some exposure there. We need to get some lobbyists there. Yeah, I think maybe they're scared because it's up against Game 5 of the World Series. Who knows? That might be something, too. We shall see. Last guy on this poll is the person who is winning the poll right now and was also the people's quarterback last week, Tony. I'm talking about T-Mobile Tyrod Taylor at only 5,900. I got to tell you something. I'm coming around on Tyrod Taylor. All this guy does is take care of the ball, get you some running production, and even with a dearth of weapons outside of Shady McCoy, he just continues to get it done. Now, this week, he has the Oakland Raiders coming into town, which is a pass defense, which we know we can attack. And, Tony, you know I like the narrative of the West Coast team traveling west to east for a 1 o'clock start, getting a little sluggish. I like Tyrod Taylor, especially at this price point. Well, I'll tell you what, it seems like the Raiders have been sleeping all season except for that uh, dramatic victory there. Uh, so they might have a hard time getting up. I, you know what? If you go back and take this year out of it, Tyrod Taylor didn't have great weapons in Buffalo before this, right? True. They weren't great weapons running all over. I mean, Sammy Watkins never played. Right. And we're seeing what he's doing in St. Louis. Here's the thing. He was the seventh best quarterback in the last two years combined, 2015 and 2016. A lot of that comes of like a low a- interception total, though, right, Tone? Yeah. A lot of and, and all those running yards as well, and some rushing touchdowns. One point eight points less than Drew Brees per game. Wow. One point eight. A lot of people wouldn't look at that. Yeah, you probably didn't think that, and you could have gotten Tyrod Taylor in season-long drafts. What? eight rounds later, maybe, and still be sitting with a quarterback in the top ten. All right, Tony, here's what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we're going to close up shop as it relates to our quarterbacks and the NFL today. What we're going to do when we come back from break is we're going to turn our attention to the NBA, and we're going to go position by position. We're going to first talk about the guards, then the forwards, then the big men, and we're going to see who you like in the association. But while we're still talking about football, i got to remind you guys, going over to Daily Road Roto.com or rotoexperts.com slash DKMS, okay? What you can do there is you learn a lot about how you can help the fight against blood cancer. You could register to be a bone marrow donor. You could register to be a blood donor, and it's very simple. All you do is with a little Q-tip kind of thing, swab the inside of your cheek, you mail it off, and then maybe you could be a match and really help someone who is struggling with this disease. What you also get to do is you get to for free enter a DF contest right and if you win you get entered into week 17 with all the winners and then you can uh you know compete there if you win there you get two tickets to super bowl 52 in early february up there in minnesota so you know it's kind of a no-lose situation you either win in dfs or you win at life right tom uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. We want to win it life. And then, you know, if we get the bonus for the game, I get to go to the Super Bowl, sit down the cold, drink $12 beers. Sounds like an amazing, amazing time. You definitely need those beers because it will be cold outside in February. And, and you don't want to be frozen when Justin Timberlake is performing at halftime. You got to get ready yeah. to shake your booty. Tony, um, are you, would you be ready to shake your booty or would there be a wardrobe malfunction if you did that at halftime? Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm not a big shaker booty. I'm the guy against the wall yes. uh, doing a little, you know, doing a little of this. That's you let I her do. do all the work? You let your lady do all the work? Uh, oh, that's it. You know what I mean? I mean, I want to learn from others. 
Fair enough, fair enough, Tony. When we come back on Lineup Lock Live, we're presented by DailyRoto.com. When we come back, we dive into the NBA schedule, updated injuries, and who we like. Come on right back. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Shark. Used to be the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots. I'm talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Hey, Tony, our guy Chris Bavona is telling me this is an in-sync song. Maybe Justin will get the band back together in Super Bowl 52 oh, no. at halftime. No, well, he's uh, refuting that. He says he's uh, past that in the stage of life. But Lance Bass said he would be willing to do that. Yeah, I'm sure he would be. I'm sure he'd be willing to do any kind of work that comes his way these days, Jody. Also, I got a word here from our guy, Sean McCormick, who responds to the polls. He's going with Kirk Cousins, saying that he will throw for 300-plus and at least two touchdowns, as he has done in three of his first last four games. And he likes my guy, Andy Dalton, at the low end. He's going to be having a ton of Kirk Cousins and Andy Dalton. So we shall see. But we turn our attention, Tony, to the games in the NBA today. We got an interesting slate. And Tony, I gotta ask you, before we get into like the polls and the positions, one thing stuck out like a sore thumb to me when I was looking at these games, and it is the over-under total for the Brooklyn Nets and the Orlando Magic. This total standing at 229 and a half. I also noticed that both of these teams, their pace of play is very fast. Could that lead to more possessions, thus more opportunity, thus more daily fantasy points? I wouldn't think about Nets and Magic because, in my opinion, those are just two bad teams, but should I be hunting in this this game yeah absolutely uh here's the crazy part about this they already played opening night it was a 248 total uh one of these teams whoever wins this game is going to be three and one on the season and as you mentioned they have the fastest pace in the league and we have a six game slate so all those point in that direction now there's one gamble in this game tonight aaron gordon is underpriced both on uh DraftKings and FanDuel. he's coming back after an injury He's going to start the game, and you got to decide if you're going to take a risk by seeing how many minutes he gets and how he plays. Uh, because if everything goes full throttle, we could see a guy that puts up 40-plus fantasy points, and you can't miss that out. So there's a guy you, you like in that game. Rodney's Hollis Jefferson was a guy uh, in the first game that put up like 40 fantasy points, but he had three blocks and three steals, and I think he has probably four and four on the season. Um, so I've sort of thrown that one out there. Yeah, these two have been scoring a ton of points. They don't play any defense, and they keep scoring points. All right, and one guy who's going to have the ball in his hand a lot in this game is D'Angelo Russell. I look at his usage percentage. It's up north of 30%. Um, Tony, do me a favor for all the people who are just starting out in DFS in the NBA. Talk to me a little bit. What is usage percent, and what's kind of like a normal number there? Why is D'Angelo Russell so high? The first thing we want to do is we want to look at it is basically what we want to do is we want to when we look at usage rate, it's how many 
points, when the team scores a point, the contribution of that individual player to that point. So a perfect example of uh, someone with a low usage rate would have been uh, Dennis Rodman, right? When they were on the offensive end, right. they would tell him to go and stand in the other end of the Four court. Verse five. And they would, yeah, right? And they would just throw it out there, and he'd be a guy that would rebound. So he would just be on the defensive boards, and that's how we go, we go about it. So D'Angelo Russell, what happened is Jeremy Lin went down, and he was the point guard on that team, so he was always involved. Uh, but... But he was a big scorer here with Russell. Now he moves to the point, and he's one of these guys that shoot first. You're looking at a guy that's going to put up tons of points in this one. Now his salary has moved up to 7800 bucks uh, in these uh, games. So I think tonight it's a little too high salary-wise. I don't think he's a must-have, but I don't think it's a bad play either. Uh, so you could go ahead if you wanted to and throw him out there. Uh, but I don't think it's one of those things that we absolutely have to. Okay, fair enough. There's another guy who I was, uh, you know, when I was skimming through researching tonight's slate, another usage rate that's out through the roof at almost 35%. And then I see that you have him in the poll as it relates to the forwards, Tony. I'm talking about my guy, the 3-6 Latvia, Kristaps Porzingis, at 8,500 for the New York Knicks. And it looks like the people are in support of KP as well. He's getting 40 of the poll. Some other forwards that you got in the poll are Aaron Gordon, the dunk master, like you said, at 6,900. Kevin Love at 7,400. And Carl's Levert at 5,000. Tony, you mentioned Carl's Levert in that game with a big-time over-under and pace of play. If I did fit Carl's Levert in at 5,000, could I then go Kristaps as well and uh, still have some money to spare for the rest of my roster? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to go and get it tonight. Now, if you look at these guys, and what we're trying to do is we want to try to get, if you take their price tag in basketball, we want to get around a 300. So that's six times the value. So it's $50,000 salary cap. We want six times the value. That'll get us 300. 275 in a cash game, so we can go a little under six. So just to make this simple math, here's six points. So we're looking for, in a big tournament, Christoph Spazingas to put up 48 points. Is he going to do that? Probably not, but he probably comes up a little short if he puts everything together. Now, when I look at Levert, 30 fantasy points, I think I have an opportunity to get that uh, in a game where we just talked about the total a lot and we go up and down. I think it's a great, great play. It's a great opportunity. I think both these guys uh, will be in a lot of lineups tonight. Okay, and talk to me a little bit about um, Aaron Gordon as well. You had him in the poll, but did you say that he's banged up? He was no. He has. He's playing tonight. He's missed the last two games. Uh, so anytime when you get a guy coming back from an injury, that is uh, something you, you in the back of your mind say, "Oh, what if he re-injures himself? Right. What if they? Uh, what if they hold back his minutes?" That is one of the things that you got to worry about uh, with Aaron Gordon at that price tag. It's very, very low. Uh, I expect him to get close to 40 fantasy points. So uh, at 6,900, uh, it's a good play for everybody uh, there. And if he goes wild, he could have a big game. Vladimir Vukovic in their first game where they played uh, the uh, early of the season, and when you talk about uh, the 240 points, I put up six, almost 60 fantasy points in that game. Fair enough. And the last guy in this poll, Tony, is Kevin Love, only getting 17% of the support with 7400 as his price tag. Let me ask you something, Tony. Does the fact that he's going to get some minutes at the center position help or hurt him in the DFS? I think 
I think it helps him because he gets the more rebounds there, and he still when they get the ball offensively, he doesn't play down low like the old school traditional center. He's still a guy that will shoot threes, and a lot of times guys won't go out there to cover him. Uh, so I think it actually helps him a lot from a fantasy perspective and gets him better fantasy value than we've seen in the past when he was playing forward. And Tristan Thompson was the guy underneath banging the boards. You'd like to see him get uh, more and more away from playing on the court at the same time as Tristan Thompson. I think he's a decent price tonight, but Chicago's really bad, like really bad. Really that's bad. why I'm not. That's why I'm not playing LeBron James because they're not they, even they playing in the fourth up. quarter. That's what I'm thinking, but they could put up enough points early in that game, and it's always whenever you do that, like they they have nobody to match up against LeBron James. Whenever you do that, sometimes it comes back to haunt you. But I'm just not putting him out there. LeBron has been dealing with an ankle issue early in the season. He said he's playing every night, but he's saying uh, he's not in shape yet. So maybe they take it easy with him tonight. Fair enough. But Christos Porzingis is leading our poll at 8,500. If we look at the guards, Tony, we got another four guys to consider: Damian Lillard at 8,400, Kyrie Irving at 87, Jerry and Grant at 5,000, bargain basement, and Jimmy Butler for the Minnesota Timberwolves at 7,000. I want to ask you about Lillard, who is currently. Currently leading the poll. I remember last time Portland was in play, CJ McCollum was not playing, and that led to, you know, to use this term, the usage rate of Damian Lillard. It sounds yeah. like McCollum is back. What kind of impact do you think that has on Lillard's production? It has impact in the fact that he won't get as many shots, but he has the opportunity to get more assists. So it may be a neutral fact. Uh, but I think it's a little, little bit of a dent. It's a little bit of a dent there. Now, since he's been back, we had one game. He put up 44 points against Milwaukee uh, in that contest where he played 34 minutes with uh, McCollum. He put up 41 points against Indiana without McCollum, uh, fantasy points. Uh, so the assists went like this. In the first game, he had seven, actually, without McCollum and only four uh, there. And the shots, he had 17 the first game without McCollum, and he had 14 shots uh, with McCollum there. So very similar numbers. Okay, and then Jerry and Grant is actually second in this poll at 26% support, yeah. only $5,000. But, Tony, you told me how bad the Chicago, Bear, I mean, Chicago Bulls are, so uh, why would I want him in my lineup? Uh, so, sometimes it comes down to price, right? And when we look at what Jerry and Grant has done uh, thus far this season, he stays on the court. He put up 13 points, five assists, four rebounds, and a block shot in the last game, which was only 87 to 77. So it was a low-scoring game, and he still wound up with 25 fantasy points. I think both teams uh, can score more points in this contest. So at the $5,000 price tag, he's certainly a bargain uh, for fantasy owners. And he comes with dual eligibility uh, on DraftKings. You can use him at point guard or shooting guard. All right, Tony, real quick before we go up against the break here, let's talk about these centers you have in the poll. You got Boogie Cousins at 10,500. Anthony Davis, not to be outdone, at 10,900. Cat, Carl Anthony Towns at 8,600. And Rudy Gobert at 7,600. Could Rudy Gobert be the defensive player of the year this year? Yeah, yeah. And the crazy part is I love all four of these guys in this poll. But I would play Anthony Davis, even though he has a high price tag. You're going to look at DeMarcus Cousins. I think Joseph Nurkic will cover him in this game. And Davis is going to get cut. Like Alfred Aminu and a couple other guys that are too undersized to play against him. Uh, I don't think they have a matchup for Davis in this game. And he's vital there. But I think all four of these guys are playable based on their price. But, Tony, let me ask you something as it relates to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. You know, you got Boogie and you have Anthony Davis there. How do you know on any given night who's going to be defending who and how the, how the flow is going to go for these guys? 
Well, you look at it, Anthony Davis is more, um, he can move, he plays more of a wing player. Sure. They actually use him on the wing. Almost like a stretch five. <laughs> yeah, DeMarcus Cousins is usually, usually 80% of the time a traditional shoot uh, center where he'll play on little knees, in he'll get some rebounds. But every once in a while, he thinks he's uh, uh, Stephon Curry and he fires up three-pointers endlessly and has to drive a coach insane. Uh, but he does that every once in a while. And it's one of the crazy things in basketball. Yeah. Also, like Steph Curry, I wouldn't put past uh, Boogie Cousins to throw his mouthpiece every now and then as well. Listen up. When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, Tony's going to give you the lineup that wins some cash in the association tonight. He is more than just a friend. It's Tony Sincata and Dane Martinez, Lineup Lock Live, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DFS lineup block sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Saints defense, they just get to slightly around average. This could be a big year for the Saints, no? The offense is playing well. The Saints defense is actually a good play because Mitchell Trubinsky, I don't think, is a very good quarterback at this part of his career. If the Saints do get up in this contest, you have to throw the ball. And if Trubisky has yeah. to throw the ball, we're going to see some sacks. We're going to see some turnovers. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Line of Plot Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are presented today and every day by DailyRoto.com. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, one more quick thing about this, like, Bulls-Cavs game. I noticed that Derrick Rose is out already. It took, like, a couple games, and he's already banged up. And uh, Ivan Calderon in his place, could that be even more reason to pay the bargain price for a guy like Jerry and Grant? Yeah, but the problem is, you know what happens is LeBron James ends up playing the point guard, right? He Fair ends enough. up bringing the ball up to court. And Cal- Calderon ends up playing like 13 minutes, <laughs> and he starts the game, and he's just the name started there. And then they go Dwayne Wade, and they have uh, uh, all their buddies. Yeah, JR. There. So, stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, I've been Calderon. He gets his uh, name. He gets to introduce himself. He brings his kids to the game. It's great. Fair enough. It's all about his kids and just making them happy, apparently, (laughs) early season in Cleveland. All right, Tony, the time has come. Let's make the people some money. What is your lineup on DraftKings tonight on the NBA slate? We got Kyle's Levert, $5,000 in that Brooklyn-Orlando track meet. Jerry and Grant, $5,000 against Ivan Calderon for 13 minutes. Hopefully he can get his in there. Uh, Alex, we're going to go with Aaron Gordon. I almost said Alex Gordon. Uh, Aaron Gordon, $6,900 there. Anthony Davis, uh, he's on fire. 65 points and 72 fantasy points in the last two games. 10900 Nikolai Vukovic against Brooklyn. No center there, 8300 Ricky Rubio, 6400 versus the Clippers. Kylo Quinn, go Nick. Oh, Hawk. there it is. And uh, Jameer Nelson who played 25 minutes after getting picked up off the scrap heap by New Orleans in the last game, played so well, he played all of the fourth quarter. He's the minimum salary tonight. They say he's going to play the same amount of minutes, but I expect if it's a close game, he'll play more. And at the minimum salary, he's going to be in your lineup. Jameer Nelson at crunch time. Who would have thunk it right off the street? Hey, Tony, you mentioned uh, 
Alex Gordon instead of Aaron Gordon. It makes me think about the World yes. Series Game 1. I am looking right now the Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw on the hill. They are minus 185 on the muddling line going up against Dallas Keuchel in Game 1. The Astros are plus 155. The Dodgers are minus 185 in that game that's going to be 99 degrees. It screams fall classic. You think uh, Clayton Kershaw gets uh, his playoff groove back and the Dodgers go up one nothing? Yeah, if you they did a great job on Red Heat and Rage, which you guys can listen to on demand and go and take a look at that at noon Eastern right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Two bad games really distort Clayton Kershaw's overall playoff numbers, both against the St. Louis, Louis Cardinals. Yeah. So, yeah, so throw those out the window. I went under in this game. My man Gabe Morency on that show went over because of the heat and the ball flying out of that ballpark tonight. Uh, but I'm going under. I think both pitches come through tonight, but I love the Dodgers. The over-under on that game, as it stands right now, when I go and check over at mybookie.ag, the over-under right now stands at 7. When you have these two aces together, I can see a low-scoring game. I'm with you, Tony. I would take the under. Also, you know... In these kind of championship settings, I say it all the time, it takes a little bit of time for these guys to feel each other out. That's why I love the first half unders in all the first round games of the NCAA tournament. I love the first half under in the national championship game all the time. They kind of feel themselves out. You see low totals uh, early on in the game. That's just a little bit from your boy Spit and Speed. Hey, Tony, how many games do we have in the association tomorrow? We're still pulling double duty. We're going to be talking about the running back for week eight do we have a big time slate on in the nba as well yeah tomorrow we do and then thursday we get a little break so tomorrow will be a big game there so you get double the action double the fun remember double mint gum it's it was horrible but they had a good commercial i do remember double the action double it fun double your taste with double mint gum i like that for tony singata this is dane martinez right here it's lineup lock live here on the fantasy sports radio network we help you win your leagues and win that cash whether it be nfl or nba or if it's about the total in game one of the world series we do what we got to do to get you your cash tomorrow it'll be running backs and the association, Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. See you tomorrow on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a good one, Tony.